Are you ready for the end of the world? <laughs> I think it's kind of almost there. Have mm. you noticed the what's been happening around the, the globe? Yep, I think it might be the end of the world. Are you ready for the end of the world? Listen to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again, the circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is Ord Energy Mon and... And this is Tree Song. Oh, I f- I, you forgot what your name was for a second? <laughs> <laughs> um... Today happens to be a day in honor of, what's his name, Johnny Appleseed. There you go. Johnny Appleseed Day, observing the death of John Chapman, known as Johnny Appleseed, a pioneer nurseryman who traveled early America spreading the joys of tree planting. Uh, yes. And, and in case you didn't know, it spring is almost here. Yeah, spring is almost here, planting stuff. You know, there's some stuff it's time to plant. <laughs> yeah, especially trees. I mean, it's a good time to... Well, I actually, I think it's better to plant trees in the fall. Like, give them a little time, but I don't know. Depends I, on the tree, I think. Yeah, does anybody know about trees? Do they mm-hmm. want to contact us and let us know more about trees? Because I definitely, obviously, don't know very much about trees. <laughs> so, I think that I shall never see a poem lovely as a tree. <laughs> So, and I'm a poet, so that's saying something. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Uh, let's get into some of our news for today. Does that sound like a good idea? Uh, growing power. Debunking the stubborn myth that only industrial egg can feed the world. Uh, from the pages of The Economist to the halls of the White House, the myth persists that eco-farming can't feed the world, even though the big development agencies like the FAO and the UN Environmental Program keep saying otherwise. Uh, so, yeah, there's uh, uh, two, two strains of thought on food systems' future, one serious and one frivolous. The serious one, made up of food companies, plant breeders, and international development agencies, is concerned mainly with feeding the world's growing population, which it plans to do through the spread of modern farming, <laughs> plant research, and food processing in poor countries. But the, the frivolous one, influential among non-governmental organizations and consumers, uh, concentrates more on the food problems of richer countries, such as concerns about animal welfare and obesity. Uh, so they're, they're asking the question of what should we have for dinner? One of those silly, you know, questions where you pause and actually say, why are we doing what we're doing?
All right, we are back. So the growing power... So people are trying to present this argument that it's frivolous to think about those sorts of questions. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I think it's very important to think about the fact that we need to feed the world. Yeah, that is an important fact. Uh, they, their ways of going about it are not necessarily the best ways. <laughs> well, but how about... Um, I actually got into it a, a little bit with someone yesterday about, um, well, this, this was their argument. Eating meat creates um, carbon output, right? Yeah. Because they, they, they outgas, cows do. Um, eating plants stops what stops the outgassing, right? Because it... So both of them contribute to global warming. <laughs> that was their argument. Yeah. And I was just like, well, what does it take? Like 300 pounds of grain to make one pound of beef? Yeah. So if you just ate grain... So basically, if the whole world just ate grain, we'd be okay. <laughs> it's that simple. If if we just all quit eating meat, we'd have plenty of food. But that's not going to happen. Um, we We like our meat. I mean, that's yeah. the truth. And so... We can either pollute the planet and kill ourselves that way, or we can figure out ways to um, utilize the, the the land the best way yeah, possible. Yeah, more ecological way. That if we're going to be growing this amount of food, we need to do it ecologically. And part of the uh, illusion, the myth in the past is that it can't be done. But uh, Well, it was done forever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how did we grow food for, you know... All this time. Yeah, pe- people did grow food before they invented modern fertilizers. I mean, well, most people would say we have a lot more people now. Yeah. And so we need a lot more food. But the the yield per property on a, a piece of property that's uh, sustainably grown, it's a lot harder to work with because you have to have a lot more crops. And But you can have multiple crops yeah. working together on the same piece of property. Yeah, multiple crops, and yeah, it's, uh, uh, yeah, another, another thing that they often don't take into account is that uh, uh, ecological agriculture builds up the, the, the nu- nutrition, the, fer- the fertility of the land, whereas the industrial agriculture saps it. <laughs> so you mean if the nutrition of the land is higher, the f- nutrition of the food is higher, and we might not be so fat because we get more nutrition. <laughs> well, we'll get, yeah, we'll get more nutrition from our food, and also it'll be easier to feed uh, more people with the same amount of food if the food's more nutritious. There you go. So that sounds like a way of fighting hunger, actually having nutritious food How in about a nutrient-rich soil. A couple is denied adoption because they're vegetarian. That's right. Adopting a child that's in need of a home is one of the most selfless, and loving decisions a person can make. But in Greece, having a big heart means nothing if you don't eat meat. A vegetarian couple from the island of Crete recently had their adoption application rejected on the grounds that they might impose their diet on the adoptive child because they say that the child's upbringing must include meat. There's just a problem with all that. It's not true at all. I mean, I actually grew up vegetarian, and I'm like a big hunk of a man. It's like, so. Yeah, well, yeah, part of what gets me about this story is I imagine it's it's the same in Crete as it is in most places. You have all these children looking for good homes, you know, children that, you know, would be really happy just to have someone to give them a house, to care for them. 
So if they've found, if they've found a suitable parent and the only objection they have is you're a vegetarian, <laughs> it just seems like it's a waste not giving a home to that child. Okay, let's see. Some other news. Uh, Real Genius. MIT geeks pull energy solutions out of their pocket protectors. <laughs> At this year's MIT Energy Conference, students and grads came out of their nerd caves to serve up a uh, Java-sized heap of green tech. So they had all sorts of green tech at their events. Uh, let's see what we have here. Uh, they have Strandwind makes artsy little turbines that you can install at home. Uh, they have uh, helium-filled donuts that hang out 2,000 feet in the air, converting high-altitude wind into low-cost energy. Huh. There's also a cost-effective way to convert fleet vehicles into hybrids, reducing fuel consumption for the people who drive the most. And uh, one student had an idea for a giant concrete submersible sphere that would save up the spillover energy from offshore wind farms. <laughs> so all sorts of interesting, innovative ideas coming out of MIT. And if you'd like the complete article, which was in the New York Times, um, please get on our newsletter list, and we have the link to it. The name of the article is Energy Geeks Converge on MIT. Hmm. You can't own property, man. How to not buy anything ever again. Hmm. Invest in sharing. That's right. Neither a borrower nor a lender beast. Stuff it, old man. Shareable hmm. has collected a primer on collaborative consumption, i.e. the fine art of consensual mooching. <laughs> At the risk of sounding like a dangerous commie, it turns out there's basically no reason to be the sole owner of anything ever again. That's right. Among the things Shareable shows you how to go splitsies on is housing. If you can handle a housemate, sharing living quarters reduces your rent and can make your utilities usage more efficient. Our favorite? Well, the co-housing directory would help you find communities with cooperative home ownership. And that's actually one of the things that's causing energy usage to go up in America is literally the the loss of the extended family. You used to have, like, everybody living under one roof, and now everybody wants their own house. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, people are getting divorced more, and so you end up with, you know, two houses, and nobody wants to live together. Hmm. But um, roommates can be, uh, what is it, annoying and fun and interesting and a family so <laughs> yeah and it can also help you save on energy expenses oh yeah <laughs> another thing you can do is food and gardening sign up for a shared vegetable garden find a csa or start a collaborative cooking group our favorite mama bake which helps you organize multi-family style large batch cooking I've oh. actually talked to someone who do th does this. Once a week, they get together with a group of people, and they cook large amounts of food, and then they freeze it and, you know, create like three or four dinner menus. So you'll, you'll make like a big stir fry, a big stew, a big roast, etc. And then you, you know, you put them in freezer containers, and you have three or four or five meals. So... Huh. 
Yeah, and they've got working together. You can start a co-working space to consolidate utility use. I was going to say share work. All right, you do my work, <laughs> and I won't do mine, and then you, I'll do your work, and you don't have to do yours. Is that uh-huh. what they mean? Yeah. Or just share work, work together, don't have a, an office all by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't that the dream to have, like, the big corner office where you got this huge office on the corner of the office building and it's all to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is the dream they're uh, calling into question. Travel is another one uh, that you can uh, house swap or couch surf while you're traveling. They have the website couch surfing, which hooks up uh, travelers with a place to crash. Uh, also, transportation from Zugla. Uh, slug lines to zip cars. There are lots of ways to share transportation, even if you're going somewhere that public transit can't take you. I wonder what a slug line is. I don't know. Yeah, we, n- we need to find out. Share media. Borrow and swap books, DVDs, music, and games. Our favorite, Book Mooch, which allows you to offer up books you're over and request books you want to read next. Sure, sure. It's called a library, but some of us have a book buying problem, okay? Hmm. Yes, so clothing, you can rent clothes for special events, like, you know, for costume parties, you can rent costumes, uh, or you can throw a swap meet, and this uh, swap style uh, keeps fashion victims from becoming fashion hoarders. Uh, It's a website swap style that you can visit for that. I actually like this idea. We should probably come up and put together a, a media and clothing and, you know, book swap. I mean, especially in the spring, you know, people should do a spring cleaning and then do a swap. Like, literally, instead of a yard sale, do a swap. You know, we Hmm. we can come up with some kind of fancy name for it. Yeah. I can't think of one. Sometimes I think of stuff. So the website where we got this information is called Shareable, the Gen Y Guide to Collaborative Consumption. (laughs) And we're sharing shareables, so (laughs) we're doing that. And a slug line, by the way, is a cue for casual carpoolers commuting in the Washington, D.C. and Northern Virginia metropolitan area. I I heard about (laughs) it on the West Coast, too. Yeah. Where they they have a lot of places where you have to have, if you want to be in the carpool lane, you have to have more than a couple people in the car. Yeah. And so what they do is they find, you know, people are looking for a ride. Yeah, and they carpool together. And (laughs) so... I mean, what people do is they wait at the bus stop for the bus, but then cars just pull up and pick up people, you know, say, hey, you want to jump on? And, and so yeah. it became the slug line, I guess, huh? Yeah, and that'd, be, that'd be something good to have here in southern Illinois because we've got, we've got buses here in Carbondale, but then between cities in southern Illinois and, you know, there's also Jackson County Mass Transit. But, you know, if, if your options don't work for you, you can talk to other people and get a ride somewhere. <laughs> Carpool with them. That would be cool that if, you know, if you needed a ride somewhere, you just went to a central point, and then if you needed to, like, you know, I don't know, if I was going to Nashville, Tennessee, I could swing in there and say, anybody want to go to Nashville? And so, you know, someone wanted to, they could catch a ride, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is there... There's a ride board at the student center for the uh, students on campus at, here at SIU. Okay, but no electronic ride Yeah, board. no electronic ride board that I know of. Yeah. Okay. I think there's one on Craigslist, like rideshare yeah. of some sort. So, all right. Did you know that yesterday, now, I didn't find this on my holidays list, but it was all over Facebook and all over the Internet. Yesterday was International Awesomeness Day. 
Well, I was pretty awesome yesterday, so yes, I uh, fulfilled that goal. I I actually had to try to figure out ways to make the day not mundane <laughs> and just say, what I'm doing is awesome, even though, you know, is <laughs> the normal stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, well, for me, you know, it was the normal stuff, but I do some pretty awesome stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did have fun. I, I talked about uh, curriculum ideas for teaching new classes. I talked about uh, hanging out with friends. Those are both two good things to do to make an awesome day. Yeah. Friends and, and education. <laughs> now, today happens to be, did you know it's Friday? I did. Did you know it's March 11th? It is March 11th. Yeah, so you didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Today is Dream 2011 Day. Of course, like I mentioned, it's Johnny Appleseed Day. Middle Name Pride Day. Okay. (laughs) Does that mean I have to tell people what my middle (laughs) name is? I think so. Um, Gotta have pride in your middle name. It's the letter J. No. (laughs) (laughs) My middle name's Jehovah. My full name or... Because last week someone said, what was uh-huh. it? Do you remember what it was? Y- unique yeah, name unique day? Yeah, unique name day, yeah. That uh, uh-huh. people have to wait until Monday? So I guess it's after Monday. Yeah, so now you can tell. <laughs> but now people are going to like know my name. They will. <laughs> They'll okay. know your true name. It'll have power over you. My name or Jehovah. I actually have a Native American name that only the family knows, so they don't have power over me. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my family does, I mean. Yeah, only the family gets that one. <laughs> so, my name, or Jehovah, means, is Hebrew and it means light of God. Hmm. So, it's... Um, yeah, be- before I changed my name, it was uh, Justin Patrick O'Neill. Which means... Uh, which means justice is a noble champion. <laughs> and tree song means... Uh, tree song means the song of the trees, the sound of the the wind through the trees, and the spirit of the trees. And the power of, the, the well, nature talking. Yeah, the power of nature speaking. I think your name still means the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a different take on the same idea. <laughs> That's where I decided to go with my championing of justice. So... All right, some other holidays. Uh, Genealogy Day coming up on Saturday. Uh, it's also International uh, Fanny Pack Day. I need to break mine out again. I used to wear one all the time because I would carry so much stuff in my pockets. The Fanny mm-hmm. Pack made it really easy for me to change pants. Now mm-hmm. I don't change pants so m- often. That's yeah. just what happens. Well, I, I'm a superhero, so we call them utility belts. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, anniversary of the Girl Scouts and the birthday of Jack Kerouac, the... Author, poets, uh, traveler. Let's see. Yeah, so what other holidays do we have? Are we prepared? Are you prepared? Sunday happens to be Daylight Savings Times Begins and Check Your Batteries Day. Yes. And it's also Good Samaritan Involvement Day and National Open Umbrella Indoors Day. <laughs> I thought that was bad luck. Yeah, well, we're probably trying to get over the uh, the fear of the bad luck. Ah. So, so you can find out through your own uh, scientific experiment whether or not you get bad luck. And <laughs> it's Planet Uranus Day, and Deaf History Month starts on that day. The anniversary of the earmuffs. Now, I don't believe that they can have an actual anniversary of the earmuffs. <laughs> you know the caveman had earmuffs. <laughs> yeah. But they were just like... All right, this is your birthday, Mr. Earmuff. <laughs> you know. What? Yeah, I don't know why they came up with the anniversary of the earmuff. Probably earmuff promotional campaign. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, and check your batteries day, by the way, is, is the day to check your uh, your smoke detector batteries, your uh, carbon monoxide detector batteries. When the, when the clocks change, the batteries change just to be on the safe side. Now, it can be check your own batteries, too, because, you know, you should have at least one day off a week. <laughs> yeah. Is, you know, relaxing and, you know, check your own energy levels. Try to try to have Sunday morning be technology free morning. <laughs> you know, see if you can stay off of the the Facebook and the computer and I don't know what is it called read maybe uh, yeah know. reading enjoy the nice day outside it might be nice cook outside some food, cook some food just might what, be a little rainy relax <laughs> yeah relax and enjoy Monday is Pi Day Pi as in P I as in the little uh, little symbol like three point one four one five nine two six I that wonder kinda. why why is it Pi Day. It's also the birthday of Albert Einstein. I wonder why it's Pi Day. I wonder why it's Pi Day. Yes, because it's three. It's three fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. But yeah, it's also the birthday of Albert Einstein, genius. Uh, I love. It's got you know little descriptions of who the famous person is. It's. He, I I wonder if he would be honored that his description is genius. <laughs> well, I think he would be. I don't think he would. I don't think he, he would be labeled at all. Yeah. He is too much of an independent thinker to go for a label like that. So, let's see. Tuesday is Brutus Day, the <laughs> Eids of March. Uh, also the Ides of March. <laughs> <laughs> Got me on that one. <laughs> True Confessions Day and um, Constitution Day in Belarus. <laughs> I think I pronounced that one right. Ah, and Wednesday is Freedom of Information Day. I think information should be free, so I like that. <laughs> well, it's lip, Lips Appreciation Day, so you could be very appreciative and gaze with awe <laughs> as the f- information flows, flows freely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. I was going somewhere with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very fond of Lips, so F- try to find a way to celebrate Lips Appreciation Day on Wednesday. <laughs> Thursday is Absolutely Incredible Kid Day. It's also Evacuation Day hmm. and St. Patrick's Day. Are, are you ready for St. Patrick's Day? Hmm. All right. So I think I'll wear green. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll be right back with some community events real quick. One second. Community events. Today is Friday. International Coffee Meet Hour meets Fridays when school's in session from 3 to 5 in the Northwest Annex Building B. Mixed with students from all over the world. Also on Fridays is the Rice and Spice International Slow Food Dinner. Today was sched- is scheduled Japanese with Miho. This is your chance to come out and show your support for Japan. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Japan got hit by an 8.8 earthquake, which also triggered a tsunami, 
which kind of like hit them hard. And so I've been seeing a lot of news stuff all over the news about this event. So if you would like to come out well and eat some good uh, Japanese food and um, show some support for some, um, well, nice Japanese cooks to uh, give us the honor of showcasing their culture, and we can uh, show our appreciation for them. So. Yeah. yeah. And uh, got a clip here you can go to. And officials are checking for safety. And this is a look, once again, at Kamaishi City in Iwate Prefecture. And it looks like a tsunami has been engulfing engulfing the port. You're seeing live footage of a tsunami engulfing the port area of Kamaishi City in Iwate Prefecture. We've been reporting earlier on that the, the meteorological agency has issued a warning for tsunami up to six meters deep, uh, six meters high, and this is what's happening right as we speak. A large tsunami engulfing the port of Kamaishi in Iwate Prefecture. If you haven't seen any of the news stories, it's really intense. The tsunami winds are, are the tsunami's actually going at 700 kilometers per hour. Yeah. So it's booking its way across the ocean. And, um, anyway. So, a couple other happenings. We can be heroes. <laughs> Pop culture as modern mythology. It starts on Tuesday, March 22nd at 7 p.m. What are modern myths? How do they inspire us to discover our heroic role in the modern world? This course offers an induct in <laughs> introductory <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. an introductory exploration of mythological narratives in popular culture. Explore these narratives through the lenses of a hero's journey, exploring the ways in which works of popular culture shape our understanding and what it means. Again, it starts on Tuesday, March twenty second. You can contact Michael Fisher, director of the Center for Spiritual Inquiry and Integral Education, at 618-529-1166. Yeah, and I happen to know the guy who's teaching that. He's this uh, real-life superhero in Carbondale. <laughs> it's also a former philosophy student from SIU. His name is Tree Song. <laughs> okay, let's see. Other happenings? Uh, let's see. Skip that one because we can announce that that's in April. How about okay. religious perspectives? Yes. Uh, this is from the Ralph Anderson Interfaith Dialogues, Religious Perspectives on the Environmental Future of Our Planet. It's coming up on Monday, March 21st at 7.30 p.m. Uh, David Christensen will comment from his recent book on overpopulation. They'll also have responses from Christian, Jewish, and Muslim perspectives. Uh, Father Roger Carbon, Dr. Sam Goldman, and Imam Haq. Uh, for more information, you can contact Ken Starbuck at 942-3986. And next Thursday, March 24th at 7 p.m., Science Cafe, Economic and Environmental Effects of U.S. Biofuel Policies. 
Sylvia from the Department of Agribusiness Economics at SIUC will discuss production of biofuels made from corn and the research into biofuels made from inedible plants. Admission is free. Everyone is welcome. Come early and enjoy a complimentary cup of Gloria Jean's coffee. More information, Jolene Smith at jsmith at micro.siu.edu or 618-549-2665 or the Science Cafe at 529-5431. Again, that's next Thursday, March 24th at 7 p.m. at the Science Cafe in the Science Center, University Mall. Mm, yes. So, did you know it's sunny outside? It is sunny. It's I sunny. think it's threatening to have spring come. Yes, it's warming up too. It's still a little chilly, but with that sun out all day, it's gonna get warmer. So get out, get loud, get proud. What else can you? Do? <laughs> I just make stuff up. Have some fun outdoor adventures out there.